Good evening. Welcome to this evening's edition of the Rich Urban Show. I am your host, Rich Urban, coming to Restore Carpus Ferry, West Virginia. We present news and views from the divine principle point of view. Tonight, we present to you neighborhood economics. I'd like to start with a scriptural quote from World Scripture and the teachings of True Father Sum Young Moon. This is from the section of the World Scripture and the teachings of True Father Sum Young Moon on society, economic justice, allocating a community's wealth to provide economic security for all. Your financial life should not be centered only on the needs and desires of your own family. You should live with the others in the community in mind, some of whom are wealthy, some middle class, and others poor, and place yourself in the middle range. Your community should have a monthly meeting to determine the range of the top, middle, and bottom third of people's incomes and what are each family's living expenses. Then, through discussion, they should determine the following month's budget, which every family should observe. If we live by this principle, our way of life will be guaranteed. When you receive your monthly salary, you will compare your living expenses with the average uh, better off and worse off than uh, people, rather, better off and worse off than yourselves. And based on whether you are in the top, middle, or bottom third, you'll give a certain proportion of your salary to help those in need. You will make this your consistent practice. If you do not, your life can be invaded by the spirit world. The spirit world operates this way. You cannot live just accumulating money as in the world of capitalism. I do not have money stored up. In the future, when your children are living with you, they should not live better than your neighbor's children. If you have only three children, while the average number of children per family in your neighborhood is four or five, you should willingly help other families to equalize their standard of living with yours. Families with fewer children should offer financial help to the families with more children. Since you are all brothers and sisters, you should think of your neighbor's children as your nephews and nieces. The children should marry each other, strengthening the bonds between those who offer help and those who receive help. Such relationships expand the foundation of peace. And the system in the spirit world is organized based on life. There is no politics. It is a world where the family ideal is expanded, centered on the direct love of God. Politicians bend according to which way the wind blows and hold to a concept of struggle. Hence, they do not hesitate to use any means to accomplish their goals. However, such a thing does not exist in the spirit world. The spirit world's main concern is how to improve the caliber of human life based on an economy that promotes an equal standard of living for all. We should establish such a system on earth as well. True love transcends politics and economics. True love goes beyond power, money, knowledge, or anything else. How do we live when we center on true love? We help everyone to have an equal standard of living. We should not accomplish this by political means through enlarging the power of government. We do it by expanding the scope of our life for the betterment of others. That is the kingdom of heaven on earth. This has been reading from today's daily inspiration, which you can subscribe to at visionroot.org. And here's a comment I wrote. What a wonderful vision. I'll be talking about this on the Richard Urban Show over the next couple of days. Stacey and I will work to form a neighborhood family council in our neighborhood and to work to actualize these ideas and principles 
I challenge you to do the same in your neighborhood. So these readings during our morning study really captured my heart and mind today, and I felt that I really needed to collect my thoughts, and I hope that you enjoyed them too. So this is so different than what we see now. I mean, a lot of times people don't even know who hardly their neighbors are, or if they do, they're just a few people living separately. And it's striking as we do our home church ministry to some 600 homes, that there's not a strong sense of community. I don't see it. Meaning like people don't even realize, a lot of people, why they should even worry about their neighbors. I mean, in a sense that, you know, well, just in that sense. So this is, I think, really how things should be. And certainly it shouldn't be left to government to decide, you know, how to equalize wealth and things like that. So this is a really interesting viewpoint. And I want to point out a few things. So this is radically different than the, you know, typical, whatever you call it, capitalist system. But it's certainly not a communist system. It's centered on true love. In fact, ultimately, even it's mentioned in the readings that, you know, the people in this neighborhood, what I'm calling the neighborhood family council, can even intermarry. And this will break down barriers because true love breaks down all barriers. And you have really a small world in this neighborhood. But I think that's such a wonderful idea. I mean, think about it. Who would you rather help out? If, say, you're middle class, you know, would you rather have the government extract more money from you and give it to uh, whoever under, you know, whatever pretense? Or would you like to work with neighbors to care for each other? Excuse me. I think the answer is obvious. So this is a wonderful idea. So, um... Yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful idea, and I just really want to collect those thoughts. You know, this is so different. I want to work with this in my neighborhood. So I'm going to ask people if they'd like to form a neighborhood family council. And this could be one of the things we concern about. You know, who in the neighborhood maybe is struggling? Maybe they have a large family, and they need some help. So, you know, and but it's not just like you hand out money. Or the government extracts money and gives it to people under, you know, who knows what pretext and, you know, gives money. <laughs> I mean, look at what we have now. We have this, like, demonic government. It's basically, you know, just like uh, uh, that sucks up people's money and does whatever it wants. That's certainly not not the, the answer to anything. So um, this is a much more a realistic idea that we should really work on actualizing, you know, help, helping your neighbors. So what I was saying again is that it's not, um, you know, there are conditions, but the conditions are mutually agreed upon. So if people want to participate in this neighborhood family council, then, you know, they would agree, you know, there would be uh, some budget that you're going to work with them to have a budget. You know, they're not going to spend it on beer or marijuana or drugs or whatever. Of course not. Those people like that probably won't join anyway. But if they did, they wouldn't be qualified, you know, unless they made serious changes to for this kind of assistance. But, that we, you know, would help out. Why wouldn't you help your neighbors? Uh, I'm glad to help my neighbors if I'm able, you know. 
if you're in the middle class, you can help a certain amount. If you're in the upper class, another. And that would be transparent. It would be determined, you know, X amount is upper class. Okay, you're going to contribute X percent. X amount is the middle class. X amount is the lower class. What, uh, you know, you're going to contribute uh, so much. So, and then people could, um, you know, get assistance in, in a very natural way. And even ultimately, this could be an association that helped the children to meet good people and marry each other. So I found that that's a need in my community. I see young uh, or uh, singles, young singles, and some are maybe not so young singles who, you know, are looking to be married. Why couldn't people in the neighborhood know each other? Why couldn't people who are mutually helping and caring about each other? Wouldn't that be a natural relationship? Of course, it's a wonderful idea. So I think we really need to see this. This is just really opening my eyes. You know, the ideal world, the kingdom of heaven on earth, is a world of mutual prosperity, interdependence, and universally shared values. So, and that's, those are terms that, you know, might be peripherally associated with, like, communism in the sense that, you know, you see, you might see, like, you know, uh, a world of equality and justice. Of course, the term equity and justice now means something completely different. Basically, we say that it's just the opposite. It means we're going to force you to our definition of so-called uh, justice. No, not at all. A real world of justice and peace and prosperity, well, first of all, is centered on God. So you have to have some absolute values. So when we see in the world that people are trying to jam values down your throat or lack of values like um, all kinds of sexual deviance. I was going to say about the government, it's like this deviant monster. So now we have with Biden in there, and it started really under Obama, this deviant monster. We're going to push any deviant thing, like that guy who, who worked for the energy department who was just fired, you know, who likes to dress like a woman and said that people could beep with their little kids and all that stuff. This is what Biden trots out. But it's not that, I mean, it's bad they're trotting it out, but also they want, with that Disrespect for Marriage Act, they want to jam that down your throat. No, 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 no. Real community has to be based on values. That means absolute values. That means God-centered values. That doesn't mean a certain religion. It means basic values, like what Jesus taught. Love your neighbor. Love God. Love your neighbor. Care for your neighbor. Seek first the kingdom of heaven. That's not a religion. Those are God-centered values. And that's a lot what I like about the divine principle. Remember I said in the tagline or, or intro that we see, see on this show from the divine principle point of view. And the divine principle is a basic framework of life taught by True Father Sum Young Moon. So I highly recommend you check it out and you can find it on our website visionroot.org and you'll find Divine Principle Centered Teachings on the Daily Inspiration which is also visionroot.org. You can sign up for that. So yeah, I just think I, I just wanted to collect my thoughts, you know, because inspirations fade and if you don't act on them. And I want to remind myself as much as anybody else how this is a really viable and wonderful teaching that can really transform our neighborhoods. But we have to make some effort. 
for instance, we're doing home church. Well, that means we actually go around and talk to all those in our neighborhood. So that takes some effort. And actually, we've been doing it for almost uh, consistently here in our neighborhood for almost 40 months, three and a half years. And that takes some effort. It takes some time. And you're doing it uh, as a labor of love. But I believe we are progressing and we're getting to know our neighbors and we're learning what's needed and we're telling people about God's word. But it's not just evangelism. We're also serving, doing various things like, I mean, on my show, as you know, I interview political candidates so people know about them. But goes way beyond things like that or offer to help out in, in small ways with computer help or help someone with a small project or something. It doesn't happen often, but I have helped some people and I'm glad to help. It's interesting, you know, more people don't ask for help. Maybe they feel, you know, you'd want something in return or whatever. But anyway, actually, it's a natural thing helping um, your neighbors. And I, I like to do it as much as I can and to bring people together. And really, we need need to come together. So I don't really get this whole separateness thing. Like, you know, I could make an anthology of the different... Of course, we have a lot of wonderful neighbors. But you also learn a lot of different responses people give. Like, some are pretty old, uh, you know, dreary responses. Well, I have my own denomination. Oh, okay, so we don't need to help each other. We don't need to know our neighbors. I guess not. I mean, the sense of community, to me, is really... Um, often um, lacking, you know, sense of community in, in general is a lot of times lacking. So that's something that, you know, really needs to, needs to be dealt with. That um, problem of the sense of community that's often lacking. And so that, that's, a, that's a problem in itself. So yes, we do need to have mutual economics. We do need to shrink the government. Government is a terrible, terrible at dispensing, you know, so-called um, financial aid. It's rotten. Terrible. This should be done in the neighborhoods by neighbors. This is wonderful. Today's reading is wonderful. So I encourage you again to join up with the, uh, join at the uh, visionroot.org. Click on the uh, link for daily inspiration. And you know, get those readings so you can also learn. And I am grateful to that I could um, speak with you a moment today and honestly speak with myself. So thank you for listening. I am your host Richard Urban coming from Historic Harper's Ferry. Do be blessed and we will see you next time.